Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Strike Three Looking Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm joined with my co-host, Riley. How's it going, everybody? And we're going to be discussing catchers for the 2021 season. But before that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about 2020. You know, it, it was a weird year. Um, to say the least, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, with the 2020 season, it's really easy to look at the stats and just use it as a confirmation bias. Like, well, this guy did well and I like him, so his stats are legit, but I don't like this guy and he's a bad, so obviously he's bad. So how are you viewing the 2020 season, like in terms of players and how they performed? You know, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm taking that almost with a grain of salt. Uh, a lot of these guys, especially in the catcher category, you know, you get on, Eaters, I guess you can say, you know, you, you get on little runs and it really affects your numbers. And I think we saw that for most of 2020. I think uh, you could look at Tatis, who and I know he's not a catcher, but, you know, you, you look at a guy like that who puts up great numbers in the in the beginning. And then last month, you know, he, he falls off. His numbers look good in the end. But that I think that just kind of goes to show you uh, the hot and cold of 2020 of what it was. Right. Yeah. Same for me. Like I, I don't want to completely discount it, but it's hard to a hundred percent take it as fact either. And there were there were a lot of like breakout catching performances, but catcher's a hard position, you know. It's it's a lot easier if you have a short season, you know. When you when you're playing every day, 162 games, that can really uh, affect a catcher's production. Yeah, that'll definitely wear him down. And even in even in 2020, we saw that the catchers weren't even playing every day. You know, that they were they were still taking their breaks. Uh, you know, if they were on a heater, maybe they weren't. But for the most part, those catchers were still getting their their breaks. And to have those breaks and know that the sh- the season is shorter and in front of you, and you can you can kind of see that goal, I think that helps with the the mental focus on it too. Because it's a it's a tough position. Catchers don't just come in and and hang out in the clubhouse and you know, look at the quick little pitching, you know, you know, what's the starter throwing or whatever. No, the catcher's looking at every batter, every sequence that they've done to the batter in the past, what has gotten them out before. The, the catcher's got a lot of homework, and I think having a shortened season gives them a little bit of comfort and kind of see that finish line. Okay. Exactly, yeah. And um, not just with catcher, but, like, there were, for the most part, especially with prospects, um, I'm thinking uh, Joey Bart in particular. We'll talk about him later. But a lot of the prospects, I'm like giving a complete pass on because you know this is we don't have anything to reference besides their minor league numbers and their 2020 season. But you know, it, it's really you know if when you first come up, you're gonna struggle, and they didn't have that time to adjust. So not just at the catcher position, but any catcher, I'm I'm kind of willing to give those prospects a pass. Yeah, same here. I, I don't want to count really anything that they did in 2020 against them by any means. I want to look at how they were doing at the end of 2019. Did they look like they were ready for the step up? Uh, you know, they didn't even get a good spring training. You know, they I don't think anybody really got a good spring training, obviously, with with what happened. So I agree with you 100 percent on that. Prospects get a pass. Doesn't mean I'm drafting them way up the board either. But I'm definitely not saying, oh, this guy sucks because he couldn't hit for the, you know, 50 at bats or whatever they gave them at the end of the year. Right. So we'll move on a bit into uh, how we draft catchers. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's a whole lot of opinions. A lot of people, you know, catchers like that position. Nobody wants to draft. Yeah. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, some people love just waiting until the last round. Some people want to get that top guy. How do you draft? I, I look for a deal. That's my main thing, you know. So when I go into a draft, I'm looking late game. I'm looking towards the back end of the draft for sure. But if somebody sneaks out there to where, you know, they're two or three rounds later than I kind of expected my room to go, uh, I might snag them. You know, it really depends on the players around them. It depends, it depends on my team build. But I'll take a deal if I can get a deal. Yeah, same here. I, I usually, I, I don't wait till the very end, but I'm kind of like towards that, you know, last five rounds kind of thing. Like you're like, I'll, I'll, I will take it if there's a deal, but sometimes I can bite you. Like I did draft uh, Mitch Garver last year. Uh, well, this year, technically, we got two more days till 2021. But right. <laughs> yeah, you know, this it's. Now, did I, you did you guys have a weird draft with yours? Just a question, because I had a, a very strange draft with ours just because of timing and all that. So was yours pretty normal in the aspect of the draft room itself? Well, most of my drafts were done before we even knew that the season was going to be delayed. So a lot oh, of that okay. was drafting for an 162-game season. Gotcha. Yeah. See, so, yeah, and uh, I was in a few leagues, and most of them, they, they didn't want to draft once we started hearing that, you know, stuff was going down like that. And uh, all three of the leagues that I was in this last year, um, which I'm normally in about six or seven, but I only was in three last year, um, they we all drafted like a week or two before the season started or something like that and it was it was a very messy weird draft we didn't always have full draft rooms uh it was it was odd it was an odd year for for my three that i was in yeah and most leagues i'm in we do slow drafts so it's not like something we can put off till the week till the season because you know slow drafts can take up to like even a month so we had to do a way out before we even knew about all that all my slow drafts this year (laughs) did not happen everybody just didn't want to get, didn't want to, nobody wanted to be the guy stuck with a guy who doesn't play or something like that because of COVID. After a couple of guys backed out, everybody basically said they wanted their money back and to just chalk this year up to a loss. So I respect it. You know, I get it. You know, I don't want to go in with my hand tied behind my back either. Uh, so my, my perspective was a little weird this year on this last draft, but the years before, I usually have a good same strategy. Right. So we'll start looking at the catchers here. And, you know, obviously the number one guy hasn't signed yet, JT Real Muto. Uh, not really much news on him in terms of market right now. I haven't heard anything. Not a peep. I mean, everyone was saying Mets, but then they got James McCann. So, you know, they're not signing him. And it, I, I I think Phillies, because I, I, I just think he's going to have to go back there because I don't see many teams shopping for a catcher right now. Yeah, 100%. The only the only other team, two teams that I looked at earlier today, Cardinals, if they don't bring back Yachty. Um, I don't know kind of what's going on there. I know there's been talks with Yachty about bringing him back, but Cardinals don't have a catcher. At the same time, the Cardinals are not exactly looking to win, so that also counts them out. Or spend uh, money at all. Or spend money, yeah. We've seen them dump money in players. The only other option I'm seeing right now is the Nationals? Like, besides the Phillies? Like, I mean... Yeah, I mean, they just they did got add goals. Josh Bell, so, you know, they're probably yeah. looking to improve. That, that could be a landing spot there. championship the year before, you know, they kind of had a rough, kind of a rough season last year. I mean, they I, they could use the bat. Uh, I haven't heard any news on them on the catcher side of things. Uh, I don't know if Kurt, they're looking at Kurt Suzuki coming back or... Uh, Jan Gomes, the other guy. 
that's the only other guy they have, right? I think Young yeah. Jones is signed, but I, I don't I don't remember what Kurt Suzuki's doing. But uh, besides that, I don't I don't have any other names connected to them. I also haven't heard any news, but I'm just saying, if he goes to the Nationals or the Phillies, I'm interested, and I think that's going to be one of the two places he goes. Yeah. And when you look at Rio Muto, he's the one big outlier. A lot of the other catchers are kind of all in a group near each other in ADP, but Rio Muto is the big outlier. Fangraphs, uh, fan tracks has him at 48.95 ADP, and that's a solid 80, 90 picks before the next catch. Yeah, he's way out in front. He's, he's out there for a reason. Uh, he's proven he could do it. And I think it really just comes down to, and this is, you know, my draft strategy. It really comes down to what team I kind of got around him so far and uh, who hasn't been taken if I want to reach for somebody else. But, you know, I'm looking at one of these boards right now and they have Max Muncy just a few picks later or whatever. I mean, I'm definitely not grabbing Max Muncy if I can get Real Muto. So that's just like, kind of like a perspective uh, of, of what I'm looking at here. So, yeah, that's just like... From- I think for me, it really depends. Because like I said, I do slow drafts, Yeah, uh, you know, for most of my leagues. And if he hasn't signed by the time, you know, we're starting that, you know, in February or, or something around there, I might get a little nervous. Because we've seen how people struggle if, you know, they don't get a proper spring training if they sign late. Uh, that would make me a little nervous paying that much for Rio Muto when he didn't have a team yet. That's true, actually. I think it, it's even scarier with a catcher because you know he's going to be working with pitchers quite a lot. So he's not going to be in the cage for a long time, he, he, you know, especially if he's arriving late. So that's a very good point. Very good point. I would scare yeah, me away, too. Looking at the people around him, like um, Starling Marte goes a few picks later. I, I love Marte. Springer doesn't have a team yet. Aaron Judge, you know, Trent Grisham. I, I just I think I'd like to go like a different direction than real Muto that early. Yeah, I've always kind of felt the same way. I feel like this, the top catcher always kind of goes a little early, and you might get burned for it sometimes. Um, again, it does really depend on your your team around them, though. I I, I always caution that the most. So uh, if 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 real Muto is coming to me and it's it's like around later, uh, I might stag him. But if he's not on a team. I might just wait. That's it's a tough call. <laughs> and because then we get kind of into the first group of that second tier of uh, catchers. You, you got Will Smith, Salvador Perez, Wilson Contreras, Yasmani Grandal, and then Travis Darno a little bit later. I really like Will Smith. Now I um, love Will Smith. It's a good yeah, call. For me, one thing I'm a sucker for is for someone with good plate discipline that knows how to walk and limits his strikeouts. And Will Smith took a big step forward uh, this year doing that. He had 20 walks to 22 strikeouts. You know, he had a uh, just above 400 OBP in 2020. He hasn't actually played that many games because he didn't play too, uh, too much in 2019. But he's played 91 games, you know, with and 268 average, 574 slugging. Uh, he's been impressive so far. He's been impressive, and then you don't always want to take into account uh, playoff numbers or anything like that, but, man, he was a beast. He was a beast. Uh, he was clutch. I mean, that's what you're looking for, more, in my opinion, more than anything with a catcher. Like, who could be clutch? Uh, you know, Gary Sanchez could be clutch. You know, JTL Rimethil could be clutch. I think Will Smith is in that same conversation. And right. uh, before he got brought up in AAA uh, 2019, he put up fantastic numbers in AAA. He was dominating down there, so... 
I, I think we're going to see more of this for a couple of years. He's young. It's another positive. Uh, so I definitely like that pick. Yeah. The only thing holding him back right now is his defense, but that's something like he can easily work on. Like I don't, I, you know, he's probably only going to play 120, 130 games because you know the defense. He, he was, Fantrax has him at a negative value of defense last year, but that's that's something that can easily be improved. And that you need, the Dodgers won't keep the bat out of that lineup for too many games. No, the Dodgers are there to hit. they you know, their whole lineup is there to hit. Uh, they're they're looking for that pop. I don't see it holding him back either. Will Smith, uh, where is he going right now? Is he somebody He's going at 126. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, I'm, I might go for that. Yeah, and then the guy after him, uh, good old Salvador Perez. You know, 2019 had Tommy John, and he just went off in 2020. I mean, he crazy year for him. Uh, it was <laughs> he came back with a vengeance. And I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I would never, if you would have bet me 20 bucks that Perez has a, a just, you would have just said a good year in 2020. I would have said no, but I think that goes to show you the, the shortened season really helped him out. I think he could focus more. He already knows his pitchers. Uh, he already knows his game on the defense. He's, he's golden there. I think he probably just focused up and he had a great year hitting. Right. And obviously he's not going to hit 333 in a full season, but this is a guy that hit, 20-plus home runs four years in a row before he got injured in 2019. Yeah, he's always been that solid guy that I would take kind of in the middle in the middle rounds, you know, a little obviously later than these, these top guys every year. He's always mm-hmm. a little bit past that pack. Uh, he is somebody that I would reach for at times if if the price was right. Yeah, same you know, here. He proved he can hit. I mean, what was his <laughs> – I mean, his bad at this, you know, I, mean, I guess you can't really focus on that. But that, that goes to show you what you can't look at for 2020. It was 375. Yeah. But – it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, he was hitting the ball well. Yeah, and next uh, up on ADP is uh, Wilson Contreras, about 20 picks later at 156. And it, now, there's right now, you know, will they or won't they trade him kind of talk going on right now. Yeah, they seem to be uh, the U-Darby out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he had not the greatest 2020, but I'm, you know, I don't really care about that. He's, he's talented. He's, he's going to hit. That's the guy that I'm not reaching for, but I'll gladly take late. If he's falling and I just don't have a catcher, my next, you know, if he, I, I would take him. I, I could see him having a bounce back year, like you said. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, if, like, you know, uh, if he does get traded, will that boost his value, will that drop? You know, it's kind of that uncertainty with him right now, you know, because obviously Wrigley Field is a very hitter-friendly park. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, with Boston, I, I feel like they lost their winning mentality, and I feel like the Cubs have lost theirs. They've got all that drama with uh, Chris Bryant going on. Uh, they traded away you Darvish. Um, I, I would like to see him leave that team, even though he's, he might have to leave yeah. a hitter-friendly ballpark. I think my interest in him would go up if he left there. And that's actually a funny thing, just something to bring up. I mean, would the Padres go after a catcher? I mean, I know they just got Victor uh, Carantini. Yeah, to to catch Darvish, I know that. Like, who else do they have? They have Nola. Austin right? Nola. Yeah, Nola did do pretty well, so we're gonna talk about him here in a bit. Um, I don't know any chance that they may move on JT Realmuto. They seem to be buying everybody. I don't know. Just a, just <laughs> a thought. Surprised with how they're spending. Yeah, I don't know. I just whatever they're doing, it just I, if if he yeah. went there, my mind is just. 
And separated by 0.5 of a pick is Yasmani Grandal. Uh, he's right there with Wilson Contreras. That was his first year with the White Sox. Um, always, always been a guy that takes his walks. He's never going to hit for average, you know. Kind of know that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I think he'll uh, have an improved season. You know, he's he's had a year, well, kind of a year to learn that White Sox pitching staff and. Now he can focus a little bit more on the offense, and especially in OBP leagues, like I, I, I would take him over uh, Wilson Contreras. Yeah, Wilson Contreras is more of a hitter. Um, Grandall will take his walks. Grandall, you know, he's got that sweet swing to get that ball out, and he's surrounded by a potent offense. So, you know, Cubs uh, scared about their offense, but White Sox, I am pumped to get pretty much anybody in that offense right now. Yeah. So and I like kind of, Randall. He's got that switch hitter too. So yeah. Know, and James McCann's out of the picture. You you think he's gonna catch more now? Because you know they don't really have a backup catcher like McCann. Like because uh, McCann, you know, Grandall was always gonna get the majority of starts, but McCann was good enough to take away a pretty decent amount of starts, and now it's just Grandall there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that might hurt Grandall without him getting some time off. I mean, I mean, they're they're probably gonna get somebody to give him some time off, but. He might get less time off, and maybe that would have. Yeah, Zach Collins is uh, their backup, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Zach Collins. He's he's a young guy. Uh, yeah, I could see him getting a, a few looks. I, uh, you know, I've never had Grandon on the team. He always slips by me. This might be the year that I grab him with that offense that he's with. Uh, it's pretty potent all around the lineup. He's going to get yeah. some runs. He's going to get some RBIs. He's going to get some home runs here and there. So definitely a guy to look out for. And then a guy that kind of had a breakout, uh, finally a breakout. I mean, this is a guy people have been talking about since he uh, it was involved in the R.A. Dickey deal, right? Something like that. that. I think they got him from that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but he went off in Atlanta. I mean, he had a some semi-decent 2019, um, but, I mean, this he had a 919 OPS this year, nine home runs. Uh He's not a 321 hitter. That's never going to happen. Uh, th- th- this isn't a guy I want to draft. Not, I mean, Atlanta's offense is good. He's going to get some counting stats, but I want to see more than 2020 to draft him. Yeah, I, I mean, he kind of came out of nowhere, and I think he's probably going to stay at the bottom of, of my draft board. I'm, I'm not reaching for him. He's got to go pretty late on that. that I know that's kind of my strategy for catchers, so I'm not really – Speaking anything uh, amazing here with that, uh, I think his stats versus righty versus lefty was very much heavy on the right-handed. Yeah. Not a big deal, but something to worry about a little bit. And I think he's got, uh, I think he still has a lot of work to do. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in grabbing Dar- Darno uh, anytime soon. And then uh, a very controversial guy is next. And uh, this is starting getting to the third group of catchers. And that's a... Uh, Gary Sanchez, who goes just back past pick 200. Which, I mean, with all the homers that are out there, I think you can definitely count on somebody taking him earlier than that. Uh, he's got pop. <laughs> Dude's got crazy pop. Uh, I think if he... I don't know. I don't know why he had such a bad year. Um, injuries are always a tr- uh, trouble with him, uh, like a few of the other uh, Bronx Bombers. Stanton right. Judge, they just they just can't seem to stay healthy. Uh, hopefully Sanchez doesn't follow along with that. Hopefully that little weird year uh, is nothing. But I, yeah, I mean, I, he still hit the home runs in 2020. He hit 34 in uh, very short 2019. Time. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, the problem is 
You can't hit 200 with his defense. The Yankees aren't going to stick with him with that. Yeah, they seem to have ignored it in the past, but I don't know, know how long they Kawa, you know, that, that He emerged in 2020. That There's probably going to be some, you know, if, if Gary Sanchez doesn't start off hot, he could easily lose playing time. And this is just a guy I wouldn't want as my catcher one, you know, because a, a slow start and he might be, you know, done. They might switch to Kyle Hishigawa. So, I, you know, there's so much upside there in power, but I just I don't think I can draft him. That might be a guy. I mean, maybe maybe you'd it would have to be a whole strategy where you try to pick up. You'd have to try to pick up his backup. That, yeah, that would be the only way to do it. And I I've never I've never drafted two catchers. So yeah, that might be a little rough. Yeah, I never um, unless it's a. I, I've been in a couple of two catcher leagues, but like if it's a one catcher league, I'm, I'm barely ever rostered. Yeah, just just over a third of the games played versus 2019. So he played in 49 games in 2020. Obviously, shortened season and all that. But he did hit his 10 home runs. Um, in 106 games in 2019, he hit 34. So he's right on. He's on pace with his home runs. It was kind of everything else that really failed. Uh, yeah. Strikeout rate jumped again. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much you can talk about it in a shortened season, but the way did it jump? And uh, his walk rate climbed a little. Stayed about the same. I, mean, I guess you could say. With a shortened yeah. season, I mean, how do you judge these numbers? It's it's really yeah. Because it, Gary Sanchez has always been kind of a. Uh streaky player you know he'll go on those home run binges you know then he'll hit 100 for a month you know it's yeah if you're playing in a weekly you know week to week head matchup you know he'll win you a week or he'll lose you a week that's right really what it is for him. and the next guy this uh, this guy was interesting i actually didn't know christian vasquez stole four bases last year i i did not know that until you put it down and i was looking at it i was like no i looked that up and i was like okay well, yeah, he did. Just, it just shows to show you that you don't need speed to get stolen bases. But uh, this is actually a guy I rostered pretty early on. Uh, he was pretty hot uh, out of the gate, but he kind of dropped off uh, towards the end of 2020. Yeah, that was the whole Boston uh, line up there. They all fell off is all I mean. Like, yeah, like, and, and you know, Boston, I, I mean, if you look at I mean, Boston's rotation, you back. can find better AAA rotation. Yeah, they, they uh, have yeah, Sale coming back, though, right? They got they, So they got... Rodriguez coming back. Yeah, I don't think he'll be ready to start 2021, but he'll be back sometime. Yeah, I just think maybe they can get that little boost. They seem to be dead in the water. Uh, I think Vasquez probably got his uh, stealing uh, technique from uh, Big Poppy. That's pretty hilarious. Like you said, you don't need st- speed. You just need to like kind of be unassuming and get some. But, you know, he hit seven home runs, hit 283. Like, those are pretty decent numbers, but I'm... Sneaky good, honestly. Sneaky good. Um yeah. And I, and I mean, 23 home runs in 2019. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't remember that either till I looked at it. Like, not as bad as like what I th- when I think Christian Vasquez. I just don't think offense. I I don't I don't even think that he knows how to hit. And now I look at the numbers and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, he he did pretty well. Um, I mean, so here's something funny. You know, Mitch Garver is below him coming up here, right? Like mm-hmm. in this draft board and. Uh, I, I think I would probably lean towards Garver, um, even though he had a bad 2020. But that's yeah. because, uh, I, just to give like a perspective, I, I didn't know Christian Vasquez had such a a good 2019 or 2020, and that's I would probably still take Mitch Garver even after Mitch Garver's 
bad play. Yeah, I mean, especially at the because you're talking about Garwin. That's a guy that goes about 60 picks later. So that I'm waiting is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, not going to pick up Vasquez if I can get Mitch Garber later, for sure. Definitely. Which is a weird, weird to say that though. I, I I'm still kind of baffled that people are uh, willing to bite on Sanchez, but they're not willing to bite on Mitch yeah. Garber, who's in the middle of the Twins lineup. I I, I wouldn't bet on uh, those stolen bases translating too much into 2021. I bet that would be a one-off thing. <laughs> right. Another good point. Uh, a guy I accidentally skipped over is actually a guy I really like, Sean Murphy. Now, I was huge into Sean Murphy coming into 2020. I drafted him on, like, every team. And then he just disappointed me for the first month and a half, so I dropped him. So then, of course, after I dropped him, he went on to have a great September. Uh, that always hurts. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't – you know, the, the A's did really well. I, I did not pay attention to Sean Murphy last year at all. I, I – I didn't know his numbers until I was looking it up earlier today. If he does something close to that, even even close to that, uh, he'd be the number one catcher besides JT Alderito, right? Like if he does, yeah, if, he does if he does yeah. anything close to September, I mean he just and, flies. And this out. is an, and another guy I'm a sucker for just because he has great. I, I love guys with great eyes, and you know Murphy has a pretty good walk, fourteen point six percent a percentage. Uh, walk rate oh wait sorry that was will smith i pulled up the wrong guy but yeah he he takes his walks and i like that i think he's he's an all-around hitter right like he he sends the ball wherever it's pitched to him is that yeah. i'm trying sorry, to remember he, yeah he's even higher than will smith he walked a 17.1 percent walk rate uh last year yeah just in 2020 yeah yeah and in in 2019 well, let's see his triple a i mean he's at you know a nice 10 at triple a I can't argue with that. I'm actually getting really interested in Sean Murphy now, looking at these yeah. numbers. His I, I, uh, yeah. strikeout rate is a little high too, though. Oh, definitely. Like he, he's kind of he, he's not exactly the three outcome guy, but he's pretty close to it. Seems like he's starting to figure out his home run swing though too. I think we could see some even even more home runs coming into yeah. 2021. I think that that's a guy around 215. Like if I'm waiting that long in that group, I, I'd prefer Sean Murphy out of those guys in that group. I'm looking at who's around him. Let's see. Got so, Gary Sanchez, Vasquez, and Austin Nola. Yeah, I, I, I think you'd be crazy not to take him. He might be the first guy I would try to jump on maybe a little bit early on his uh, draft position. I might yeah. reach for him. So going on to that, though, the other last guy we haven't talked about in that group is Austin Nola. And this was a guy that uh, lit up in Seattle, but, you know, in very, very limited time struggled with the Padres. Not surprised by that. We were, you know, we were talking earlier, catchers, they have a tough job. He's got to come in and yeah. do a lot of homework. Uh, I'm not worried about that at all. No. He is going to see probably some tougher pitching um, coming over, and he's going to have to face, you know, the Dodgers. Um, well, I guess it's just the Dodgers. That's and we know he's going to get off every fifth day. Carantini is going to catch Darvish. Yeah. 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 Um, so he'll get but his rest. I, I like Sean Murphy better, but um, if it was a uh, average league over an OBP, I might consider taking Nola over Murphy. I don't know which one I would want more. Uh, well, no, I know I, I I want I want Murphy more. <laughs> he didn't do that bad. He did pretty well all the way up until he switched over. You're right. So it's a tough one for me. I think I would leap for Sean Murphy. I would not leap for Nola. I would definitely wait for Nola to get to me. Yeah. 
so that that's kind of into the, uh, the the third group of catchers right there, and then you start getting around pick three hundred. Uh, James McCann goes a little bit before that. Uh, I know we talked a little bit before. You're you're not a big fan of McCann. I'm not. I I would. Uh, it's just lackluster for me. Uh, he doesn't seem to be a guy that is kind of clutch, or uh, I know he has some pop to him, but when he comes up to bat, I'm not thinking. Oh, he's got a chance to hit a home run right here. Uh, could could just be. You know, my, I mean, it's definitely my bias, obviously. Uh, but, you know, he hasn't hit too amazing, in my opinion. And I, good for him for getting that deal. But, yeah, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually am. I, I, I like what he's done. He, he seemed to figure out his swing the last few years with the White Sox. He had a pretty decent 2019. And this was, you know, he didn't have uh, – he got 118 games, 18 home runs, he wasn't playing every day, but he still swung well, and he continued that into 2020 in limited time. Obviously, Grandall was um, the main guy back there, but that, that's what's impressive to me. I, you know, he's not playing every day, but he's hitting, and, and in in New York, he's going to start every day, and I think he'll find a little bit more consistency with his bat. So, I actually really like his value there. That's inter- that's interesting. I I think it actually him getting more. Uh, could potentially hurt him. I, I I think he might get burnt out, and I'm not saying that's you know a guarantee by any means. I we you know just like yeah. we were discussing, catcher's a tough job. Uh, I think he'll do fine. I just uh, with him not having, I just feel like he doesn't have that pop all the time, and uh, I don't know. Could just could just be my bias. Maybe I need to take another look at him. Uh, his numbers in 2019 are 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 fantastic. He he definitely popped in 2019. I'm looking at him now, and I. Uh, I don't remember him having that good of a year. So 2018, that's that's the numbers I remember. 2017, that's the numbers I remember. Uh, 2019, he did have a good year. Uh, I'm interested to watch. I don't know if I would draft him personally. If I'm going to wait that long, I might just grab somebody a, a bit worse and and then look for somebody to either stop, stop, start hot in the year and pick up that catcher. Or something else. I don't know if I would go for him. Just I'm scared of him getting that workload and, and falling off a little early. So the guy right around him, the guy that you mentioned, uh, you liked earlier, you, you, Mitch Garver. You'd probably take him over uh, McCann. I would definitely take him over McCann. Um, I feel like he's, I, I feel like he's a better hitter. I, I think 2020 was just a weird fluke or something. I, I don't, I don't understand his numbers. I, I would expect him to have a better year. I, I like the lineup he's surrounded by. The Mets kind of, I think the Mets have a new owner. Maybe maybe he'll bring some life to it. But yeah, I definitely like Mitch Garver's numbers. I, I trust in him a bit more than I do McCann. I think McCann got cut from a team. Was it did the Tigers cut him and then he went to the White Sox that year? Or something like that, or like a really minor trade, something like that. Yeah, it was something. It was something where they gave him away. He was having a bad year. I get it. We all you know, we all have bad years. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like Garver's going to turn it around. He's in that. Twins lineup, I like that one a lot better. I think if I'm going to wait that long, I'm going to go for somebody I trust a bit. Yeah, more. I mean, at pick 275, you know, getting a catcher that might hit 30 home runs and hit 260. He can hit 250. I'll still take him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, after the that 30 week, home runs is, 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 like you just said, the 30 home runs is really... Exactly. He's Gary Sanchez, but about 100 picks later. Yeah. Basically. So uh, the last guy before ADP 300 is a guy who made his debut in 2020, and that's Joey Bart. Uh, obviously, r- really struggled in limited time, but I, you know, I, 
I I'm just I don't care about his stats this season at all. You know, he he's the number one catching prospect for a reason. He is. Uh, his defense is solid. So whenever they decide to give him more reins and all that kind of stuff, you know that's not going to impede anything. His numbers coming up from the minors were fantastic. Uh, I think we saw it with a lot of rookie hitters this year that they struggled. Um, yeah. Uh, he only had 111 plate appearances. Strikeout rate was high. He hadn't seen this kind of stuff. You know, he, he actually jumped from double A to, to the majors. So uh, that's quite a, uh, a jump, really. You're not seeing any guys who are on their rehabs coming back or anything like that, which a lot of guys will face in triple in A. I, I, I think this year will be the real year of how his uh, career is yeah. going to go. He's a now, big prospect. Saying that I don't care about his 2020 stats, I'm I'm I probably won't draft him as like my catcher. I just I wouldn't want to take that risk, and we don't know exactly how Posey you know Posey's going to be back in 2021. We don't know how that situation is going to plan out. I wouldn't feel comfortable as as my catcher one. If I think he's very interesting, I, I think you've got a chance for a star there. I think he could hit for average. I think he's going to give you maybe a little bit of power. But he's in a he's in a tough stadium. But if he's got a nice little pull to him, I think he'll do all right. And then yeah, after that, uh, it it's definitely starts to uh, drop off on, on catchers. I've I've got a few guys I've written down past three hundred. That's kind of I was also big into Jorge Alfaro coming into the season, and uh, he didn't uh, really perform. But uh, if like if I'm like Oh man, I'm on my last picks. I didn't pick any. All the catchers are gone. I I, I might take Alfaro. Yeah, he he had a weird 2020. I did not expect that from him, but he's definitely the guy that if you if you're not taking a catcher till your last pick, that that's the guy to grab. Uh, yeah, him or Joey Bart, really. You're, you know, you're. I know, I know. We probably don't want to grab Joey Bart, but I think he could start like a lightning rod. I think that's the same thing with Alfaro. I think he an interesting thing about yeah. Alfaro is that he's actually faster than Real Muto. He's actually really fast. Um, the, you know, the stolen bases don't reflect that. And he, you know, just because you're fast doesn't mean you're going to steal. But I just, I, I find that interesting. His biggest issue he needs to solve is strikeouts. Even when he had a a decent ish season in 2019, he, he still struck out a lot. That's something you can work on, though. I, I can yeah. see him improving that. For I sure. mean, he's entering his age twenty-eight season. You know, you sort. You know, you he should be coming into his prime. He's he he's interesting. Um, I do think the next guy I have now. This is probably my favorite um sleeper as a catcher. And as I said before, I am a sucker for guys who take their walks. And Alejandro Kirk takes his walks. I mean, if you're taking walks, you're getting on base. If you're getting on base, you have the potential to get some runs scored, and that's that's one of the main categories and points that we need. Uh, right, and it just shows, and especially you know, it just shows that they have they have the eye. They know what to swing at, and he's going at 350 right now. Now, obviously, uh, it's not entirely clear what the role will be between Danny Danson and Alejandro Kirk, but this is a guy that could hit 300, could have a 380 OBP. He's not the most He's not going to hit, you know, 25 home runs or anything like that. But this is, a, you know, he'll give you the decent average, decent OBP in a position that a lot of catchers don't give, especially in the average part. Yeah, I think he's a guy that, you know, you don't need to draft, but you want to pay attention and see where things are going uh, for Toronto. Uh, Danny Jansen's been their prospect. They've been trying to prop up and get going, and he's had 
little flashes. Um, but I mean, even as you know, we haven't mentioned him until now, and there's a reason for it. He's struggled. Uh, if Kurt can come out and do well and kind of earn himself some more playing time, if we have a normal year to where everything starts kind of normal, I could see him being viable maybe by you know the All Star break or or somewhere around there. If, if he comes out high, he'd be, that'd be where I'd be looking for sure. Is like you know June, well, probably close to July. I'd be really looking at him and seeing how he's doing. And this is a guy that jumps straight. He, he only played uh, up to A ball in 2019 before making his MLB debut in 2020. But in his time in the minors, I mean, 89 walks, 60 strikeouts. You know, he, he has got an advanced uh, plate approach for his age. He's only 22. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. If he, if he can keep that going, he's obviously going to be seeing some harder pitching. But uh, that happens quite a bit with uh, pitching prospects, actually, the same way, though. Pitching prospects usually jump um, a couple levels. So, you know, they're, they are going to – he's going to see some top-notch guys down low, and then, you know, they usually will skip, you know, triple-A or double-A. So if he's been seeing some good stuff down there, and if he can adapt that up here to the majors and keep his patience, you know, he might get fooled on some pitches and stuff like that. That's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I think if he has patience, uh, that'll be key. Wait for his pitch, drive it, and I think he can see himself taking more time away from Jansen and, and becoming the number one by, you know, like I said, midseason. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And the last guy that kind of interests me on that list is uh, Sam Huff. Like uh, Alejandro Kirk, he uh, only played up to A-ball 2019. Uh, He's kind of the opposite of Alejandro Kirk. He's going to strike out a ton, but he's got power. He doesn't really have anybody in front of him, right? He's he's over the the Rangers. They've, They've got nothing. I would say that they... If they were trying to win, you know, they need a catcher. Maybe they would go after JT or Lemuto, where we know that's not happening. Uh, they're they're not looking to win right now. So yeah, Sam Huff, he has he's a great potential to again come up and, and make a name for himself and, and ride that hot hand. Now this Grab isn't a guy right it'll, it'll crush. With Huff, I probably wouldn't take him as my start. Like especially even in a deep league, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable with him as my number one catcher. But this was like in a twelve team league, this is a guy. After the end of the draft, I go into the player pool and I add him to the watch list. You know, this is a guy I, I, yeah. w- I watch early on to see if he uh, starts out hot. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> That's the first thing you do after that draft. Add to yeah. watch list, definitely. Um, he has a lot of pop. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Why wouldn't you? I mean, look 28 at? home runs in A ball last year. Strikes out a ton, but, you know, and he's not going to hit for average. I'd, I'd be surprised if he was anything more than a 260 hitter. But, you know, it's there's a lot of potential there for a guy you're getting in the last round, basically. Yeah, for a guy that you're getting uh, as soon as he gets hot. You know, you've got him on your watch list. Oh, he hit a home run? Okay, interesting. Oh, the next day or two, he hits another home run? All right, who can I drop to pick him up? You know, depending on the time of year, that, that might be what you're doing. And if you need to make a splash, you need to make a, a comeback, and your catcher's just not doing it, time to jump ship. He might be a, might, might be a good play there, and he's... I think Rangers Field, they're, they're saying it's not a hitter park anymore uh, since they moved over to Globe Life. Uh, but they don't, they don't know for sure. You know, maybe, it, yeah. maybe it's neutral. It might not be negative. Maybe it's more neutral. Uh, but still, uh, I think he's a good guy to take a look at, uh, just like Kirk. You know, you keep him on your watch list, see what happens. Maybe pick him up, and he might win you a championship at the, the final run. Yeah. All right, so we'll start to wrap up here. Uh, so for the finish here, uh, going off the guys on the list, who do you think would be your top three targets for the 2021 season? 
yeah, top three targets for, for me. I, I do like to wait, uh, so I'm looking for a deal. Uh, with that being said, JTL Ruto might become a deal, but uh, because of what we're talking about with the signing and all that, if he's not signed, that's a little nerve-wracking, but most likely I'm not getting him. First guy I'm looking at, Will Smith. He's the top guy I want if I'm looking for a top guy, if I'm looking to spend. After that, I'm waiting for Mitch Garver or Murphy. Those are the guys I'm looking at this year um, for 2021. That's where my head's at. Um, Gary Sanchez, if he falls far enough, but probably not. Yeah, uh, the first guy for me is the same as you. Uh, Will Smith is is the guy I I would I'd look for if I want to draft a catcher early ish. Sean Murphy would probably be my second guy, and then uh, yeah, probably James McCann. I because I I like McCann there. He'd probably be like my third guy. Yeah, that's still interesting. I'll we'll have to see how McCann does this year, and <laughs> we'll see who wins that because I I want nothing to do with him. So we can we can kind of pay attention to that and and see yeah. where that goes. We can. Uh, see who wins that little battle all right so that should about uh wrap things up for our first episode here uh we don't have a uh i can we don't know our exact schedule yet but you know we'll definitely be producing more episodes thanks to anyone uh that listened you know if you have any questions uh i got my twitter right there at fantasy Ape one uh you know you can always uh hit me up there i'm always active on there so uh so Thanks for uh, co-hosting this with me. It was enjoyable. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about you know more of the players. We'll see how this year turns out, see if we get any more deals done on some of these catchers. Um, I don't have a Twitter handle yet. I'm going to get one of those so we can have uh, discussions with anybody that wants to have discussions, and maybe we can uh, have discussions on there in the future. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening, whoever's listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.